And Degenerate Fantasy Sports is back. Week one NFL just ended with a burn burner of a game. Fucking Geno Smith picking up a win. Uh, first start in eight years. Anyways, I have to uh, introduce everyone else here. Scott is on. Murph is on. Nick is on. All four of us are together. Uh, where have you all been? The listeners have not heard you. Where haven't I been? <laughs> couple, couple, couple bachelor parties, couple weddings. Just yeah, living life. It's been a it's been a pretty uh, pretty busy month. It's uh, and there's no end in sight. It seems like it just keeps getting busier and busier. But football yeah. season's here. Scott's bachelor party in Toronto was all right. Yeah, was was it? Was Are it, you guys wasn't. still recovering from it? Like the bank account, anyway. <laughs> no, oh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't recover yet. Yeah, I still refuse to actually open up my uh, MasterCard statement. <laughs> you don't want to see it, man. You don't want to see no. it. I, I rolled right from there, right up back to Montreal the next weekend, then down to New York, then down to Connecticut, Massachusetts, or however the fuck it's pronounced. <laughs> you were close enough. <laughs> but buddy's just burning through money. Fucking it's easy to tell which one of the degenerates actually has money. <laughs> 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 I missed most of Sunday though, which was unfortunate. I spent most of the day driving back. That's too bad. So you didn't get to see your uh, Philadelphia Eagles absolutely barely spank the Lions. <laughs> <up there. laughs> and somehow the Lions almost came back and beat them. I was expecting it to happen. The Lions actually looked good on the weekend, though. Like they didn't look like the trash fire dumpster that they were. Like they actually played well. Their offense looked good. Man, Swift looked great. If he can stay healthy, whew, that was a great start to the season for him. I mean, he's going to get hurt, but if he does somehow stay healthy, could have a great year. I mean, yeah, that he he did look really good, but honestly, the only thing I see good in that whole entire game was the fact that Jalen Hurts looked amazing. Other than he couldn't throw the ball for a touchdown, but he was scrambling unbelievable. I think he had like 90 yards on the ground. 90 yards yeah. on the ground. And they, like, they, ran, they ran for like two-something. Yeah, two and his, yeah. the biggest target on that team, A.J. Brown, that he fucking found him, what, nine, ten he, times? He, so Ten times. He did look good. Yeah, for 100, 155 yards, I think, or 157 yards. Yeah. No, he looked I, good in that offense. I, I do have to ask the Eagles fans everywhere, uh, is Devontae Smith the new Jalen Raker? I would <laughs> say he probably is. Yep. What was he targeted three times and didn't bad. catch a pass? I don't think he's that bad. <laughs> he certainly didn't catch a pass. I know that for sure. <laughs> you you probably lost some money on that. <laughs> no, no, I would. I don't touch any Eagles games for the for the life of me. And I think I said the last podcast I wouldn't take the Eagles in anything, even the Survivor Pool, because those Lions they love to cover the spread. And guess what? They covered the fucking spread. How about the Texans? So just so everyone knows, everyone who's listening, 46 entries out of 87, we lost in one in week one. I two lost for, two. two for me. Nick lost two. Murph lost two or three. I, and I lost two. And Scott uh, lost two. Like, it was an ugly weekend. Ugly weekend. Yep. Yeah, uh, that, that Broncos game was uh, I thought that was going to be the pick-me-up at the end of the week to maybe salvage another pick for myself, but no. Wilson sucks. 
or actually, sorry, I guess his Wilson actually back, played well. His, his, his running back sucked because they apparently they like fumbling the ball in the one yard line. And his coach, play. and his coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that call was like I, I don't under I don't understand the last minute and a half to two minutes of that game. I'm just I'm still blown away. I mean, what did they trade? Three first round picks for Russell? And then paid him two hundred and fifty six million dollars to kick a field goal. And, and then don't let him field. They, 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 yeah. it's, it's like they were playing conservative and they just chose like I, I what are you thinking, man? This two hundred fifty dollar two hundred and fifty million dollar arm. You gotta let him would go win you that game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even think he targeted Sutton in the in the like the first two quarters. It seemed like the second half he started throwing to him, and all of a sudden they started getting yards. But I, uh, I don't know. It was ugly to watch. He wasn't using his feet. He, I don't know. He just he, looked. He looked only made dead. one big pass, and literally it could have been picked off. Like I it's, mean, the, yeah. the DB had a really good chance of that ball that uh, Judy caught for the touchdown, but it was a floater that just hung up there that could have easily been picked off and went the other way. He got lucky yeah. in the touchdown for that. Yeah. No, it was rough. And another thing with the survivor pool, too, like you said, we lost 46 out of 87. And that was with the Colts tying the game somehow. What was that? I mean, and the tie, when they tie in our survivor pool, just so everybody's aware, it counts as a win. 12 people took the Colts. So it could have been 58. It was very close to being 58 <laughs> people. We could have been restarting the survivor pool come week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. When did that start, anyways? Because I remember a couple of years ago, I lost when the Vikings tied, I think, the Steelers. I want to say that was two or three years ago. It, was a, it ended up in a tie, and it wiped out, like, 12 people, including myself. That was late in the year. So uh, I always keep everything standard setting. So whatever they have is how it works. I, I hate it, trust me, because I think you should have to pick the win, not the tie. I uh, I've always kept it standard, always. So, um, so outside of everyone's terrible survivor pool weekend, uh, what stood out to you? What made you go, oh, fuck, what is going on this weekend? Well, it didn't make me go, oh, fuck, what's going on? But the Falcons blowing another fucking two-score lead in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. But I mean, it was it's pretty casual for them to do that now. Like they're the biggest choke artist in the league. But Falcons are a losing season away from going to the CFL. But God, they're not that terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't, I don't know if Mariota could win there either, though. Although well, he, he, he Mariota didn't did, look he, bad. He, did. he didn't play that bad. Surprisingly, I mean, he had a wide open drop touchdown in the end zone there. Like I think in the third quarter that hurt. But I mean, yeah, just. They folded up in the fourth. I mean, they just did the same thing as the Super Bowl. They just their offense got stagnant, and then their defense couldn't stand tall anymore. Well, the good thing is they won't be able to do that in the Super Bowl anytime soon. No, no, don't get worried about that. <laughs> Scott, what about you? What made you cringe this weekend? Well, before the weekend, I think I cringed at Kyler Murray's contract. I think I mentioned that last podcast and. Guess what? Watching him play made me fucking cringe because he threw for 193 yards, and I think 120 of them were in garbage time in the fourth quarter. Like it was pathetic. He looked terrible. He couldn't hit a fucking pass until the fourth quarter. He barely targeted uh, guys that were wide open, like Ertz and AJ Green, who are probably his two biggest weapons on that team, besides Hopkins, who 
I think Denise he's suspended. Hayden even play. He's, he's, still suspended. Yeah. he's still suspended. Yeah. yeah, it looked honestly, it was embarrassing to watch. The Chiefs made them look silly, and I don't even think the Chiefs are that good defensively as they were a couple of years ago. But for what whatever he's making, forty six or fifty million dollars, <laughs> it looked fucking pathetic. So I think it's safe to say that uh, Patty Mahomes doesn't need anyone named Tyreek Hill. To be good, no. um, but he but he still needs a guy named Travis Kelsey. Yes, because <laughs> oh, Kelsey I, still look, Kelsey still look great. <laughs> I, I love him. Travis Kelsey's a superstar. He's a star. He, he didn't lose the step yet, Murph. Not yet. Not this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, bud. <laughs> no, he uh, he looked pretty good. I mean, they still got some speedy guys on that offense that can sort of half replace Hill. I mean, Nicole Hardman, he's a pretty he's pretty light on his feet, but yeah, it's uh and Juju, Juju I think Juju, Juju had a Juju's good game. gonna be surprised. he's gonna be surprising this year. I think he's gonna do pretty good there with Mahomes throwing the ball. Yeah. So Well, he's not that top option that he needed to be in Pittsburgh after Antonio Brown left and Le'Veon was gone. You know, he's actually there's a room full of, you know, mediocre guys that can all catch the ball. Yeah, as long as, as long as Kelsey's there and then Juju's there, and then I think if uh, Ceh can possibly step up this year, Ceh stepped can, up this can, weekend. That could, be, that could be good enough options for Mahomes. He, had, he, had, to, he, he had to receive touchdowns on the weekend. The interesting thing was that they were uh, the guy that led the backfield for rushing was that Isaiah oh, Pacheco or yeah, Pacheco, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. so he, yeah, I think he led with like twelve touches and. 60 some yards. He was over five, five uh, per attempt. So I don't know if that's a sign for things to come, but CEH definitely did well in the receiving, receiving part of that game. I think CEH is more like a Kareem Hunt kind of guy. You're not going to see a ton of carries. You're going to see a lot of receptions out of the backfield for him, I think. Yeah. He only had three on the weekend on three targets, but he made two of them count getting in yep. the end zone. Murph, what made you cringe this weekend? Oh man, there's a few things. I mean, <laughs> I, I could say Green Bay getting absolutely trounced by Minnesota, but I mean, I'm not super, super surprised by that. I could say the Colts barely squeaking out a tie against the Texans made me cringe. The fact that they were down and they needed a massive fourth quarter comeback just to get back and tie the game was kind of embarrassing. Especially uh, with the way Taylor Taylor played great, mm, like he, he, had a, he had a great he had a great game, man. Like I don't know why it was so close. Like Matt Ryan obviously made some bonehead mistakes. I didn't really watch too much of that game, so I'm not sure. I I yeah. watched uh, I watched probably the first half of the game. Matt Ryan threw for 360 yards, I think. Like he played really well. It's just when they got to the uh, red zone, they were just absolutely pathetic. So it was the same thing as like Denver. They just couldn't they couldn't finish the drive off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Because he gets like 160 or 170 yards on the ground, yeah. which is man picking right up where he left off last yeah. year. Yeah, and I mean, I I think nobody has really mentioned it yet, but like the Bengals losing to the Steelers is a goddamn disgrace. Like, I don't think anybody wants to think about this. Well, I certainly don't. I lost a fuck ton of money on that game. Like that that the loss the <laughs> loss is one thing. Burrow just they had him throwing way too much. Fifty some odd attempts, man. That's that's way too many pass attempts. You yeah, can't no even call why it. Got throw. Off four times. That he forced everything he fucking threw. Well, you have to when you throw when you throw that much, man. You have to. 
they know it's yeah. coming. They're covering. They're dropping in coverage. So they know the pass is coming. Yeah. And one thing that was a highlight last year going into the Super Bowl was how many times Joe Burrow gets sacked. He's the man that gets sacked a billion times. He got sacked seven fucking times, four interceptions. And I think TJ Watt was out after the first uh, the first half. Way to go, new O-line. Torn, torn Fuck, man, heck or something. Good guys in that O-line. Shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, on paper, they upgraded it, but clearly <laughs> – <laughs> it's not working. I mean, four interceptions, that's brutal. I mean, he still threw for like 340 yards. Yeah, like I said, he threw 53 times, I think. So, I mean, at some point, you're going to make connections. Yeah. But I oh, want to yeah. jump back to, uh, and I know the Bengals losing was a big thing, but I want to jump back to what Murph said about the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, is he the number one wide receiver moving forward? Oh, he's got to be. Yep. He's got to yep. be. I, I think I still, I still think Cooper Cup is, but just Jefferson's a really close number two. It'd be like one A, one B. I yeah. think there's three or four guys that you could actually put right there on any given day. Yeah, and it wouldn't make a difference. I think if you're talking about top uh, top receivers in the league, like not fantasy wise, I think Cooper Cup is the guy. He he can break away from anything. It's absolutely insane. But if you're talking like a fantasy option. I think Jefferson and Chase are the two top guys, and I think I'd take Jefferson all day first. I think Jefferson is a lot more exciting than what Cooper Cup is in real life. Like Cooper Cup just runs like he runs the perfect little route every time, always gets in the right spot. Jefferson just makes those like ridiculous catches and like super athletic guy. Yeah, I completely agree. I like Justin Jefferson best if I had to pick one myself, but yeah, Cup is amazing as well. So there's no wrong choice there. Yeah. And, I mean, the nice thing about Jefferson, he's got nobody there to compete with. I mean, Adam Thielen, that's probably his biggest target besides He's on his way down at this point, though, yeah. Yeah, while well, we're just waiting for a high ankle sprain at this point for Thielen. Like, it <laughs> seems like every year he's getting something that's just like a massive injury bus. Thielen took a monstrous step back to this game. Like, he, he only had, like, four targets the entire game. I was actually listening to something there the, earlier today. Uh, where they were kind of talking about the Vikings offense and comparing it to the Rams offense and the fact that like they're going to be a very, we're going to force feed Jefferson the same way the Rams force feed cup. And it's not good for any other receiver on that team on either. Just like, just like how it wasn't good for Robinson when fucking oh. cup was getting fed. Cause wow, he was trash. He sucks. Yeah. Man. Yep. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Some of the biggest news coming out of week one, Dak Prescott got to miss. I see reports four to seven weeks, five to eight, ten. Like, I seen even one that said ten weeks. Uh, are the Cowboys uh, fucked? Are they fucked? Uh, yes. They were fucked before the season started, and they're even more fucked now because Cooper Rush is dog shit. Cooper Rush wasn't even on their opening. He didn't even make their 53-man roster. No, they only had the one QB on the, on just the opening roster. Just just everybody. They, had to, they signed him back. They were so nonchalant and not worried about another team picking him up that they felt that they could cut him, then put their guys on injured reserve, and then sign him back. That's how sure they were nobody would take him. And even even with even with Dak being there, man, like they just they have no receiving corps this year. The O line's already beat up, and they're missing people from last year. Their defense is still not very good. Like Dallas wasn't going to be a great team, regardless. I don't think. 
and that division they had, a, they, had a, they had a chance of being the division champs just because that that division is not super strong. But uh, yeah. that going down pretty much buries them. They'll be lucky to win a game right now. I, I will say Zeke did actually look pretty good in that game. I know yeah, only- Zeke did. I mean, everybody came in the season saying Pollard's the man, Pollard's the man, Pollard's the man. Didn't I mean- Pollard have like two carries, three carries? Pollard had six carries, six yeah. carries for eight yards. Yeah, he did not look good. It wasn't many. And Elliott no. was 10 for 52. Yeah. I mean, still- like no rushes. Why so few rushes? Because they sucked. Yeah. They were playing from behind the whole game, too, which didn't help. Yeah. But uh, yeah. the one bright spot is if something happens to Cooper Rush, C.D. Lamb did throw one pass for a negative eight yards. So, yeah. hey, there's always looking up. Yeah. <laughs> Who's he going to throw to, man? He's the number one option. He's the only option. Yeah. Well, I guess hey, Schultz is there. He's throwing it to boy, Schultz. That's the only guy he's yeah, got. <laughs> my boy Schultz, seven catches, 62 yards. He, uh, he was well, I would have liked good. to see a touchdown out of him. Yeah, me too. I would have liked to see more than three points for the Cowboys, but guess what? Yeah, and, and Mika Packers <laughs> can't be choosers. Too. Like What's Mika Parsons looked good too. He had two sacks, I think. He's probably yeah. one of the, he's got to be he the has, best, yeah, defender in the league. Got to be. Uh, Khalil Mack might argue with him after his Week One performance of the Chargers. Oh my God, it's one week, man. I, I think Don't he's think Khalil, Khalil think Mack he's is still great regardless of one week. I just, love Khalil Mack. I'm just I kind of like Parsons a lot. I think Parsons is top five. I think it's a safe bet to say that. I mean, you could make a case and say that he might. You could argue that he's number one, but I think any argument about number one has to involve Aaron Aaron Donald. And T.J. Watt. And T.J. Watt. And T.J. Watt. And Cleo Mack. And there's a couple other guys. Bob Miller had a monster in it there, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did look good in Buffalo, too. Yeah. So... Moving into that topic, is Bill Belichick looking for a way out of New England, you think, now? That team fucking sucks. Well, Mac Jones is not Mac Jones is not the answer to that quarterback situation there. No one there is the answer to anything. I mean, it's pretty clear that uh, Tom Brady is the only reason Bill Belichick was ever as good as he was. Starting to look that way. He, I don't know he, if I can believe I don't know if I can believe it or not, but I mean I think the team just kind of – Brady was really smart. He walked away when the team was literally, like, on its last legs, getting ready to fold and, like, implode. And then he walked away with Gronk, and that was literally the last two pieces they had holding together. And, yeah, it imploded, and it was bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the guy's 71 years old. He should probably just retire on top or go to a team that is actually okay. I don't know. But I will say Miami, they uh, – they didn't look too bad. I mean, Tua was throwing the ball a ton. I mean, he hit Hill for almost 100 yards. Waddle, I think, had 60 or 70 yards with a touchdown. Uh, I was really hoping to see something out of their running backs because their running backs have been trash the last couple of years. But uh, Chase Edmonds led the backfield with 12 for 24 yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, he so, just went down my dynasty, dynasty rankings another 10 spots. So, Well, yeah. where do you have uh... – Cam fucking Akers. Or Akers it's though. Akers, man. Do <laughs> we have to go through this again? Whatever the fuck is, who cares? Cam who Akers cares? is not a top player. He's that trash. There's no point in learning his name. He won't be in the league in two years. It was good to see Daryl Henderson like just take it. He, he took it right from the beginning. But how how can you be good if you only get the ball three times in a game? 
Because you have to show that you can be good before the last Every time when you ball. touch the ball and you just go to the field position and let them tackle you behind your line, there's no point in giving it to you anymore. I, I tend to agree, but I, like, I, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. I mean, a lot of running backs are guys that get better as they're going. And if you're only getting the ball three times in the game, you can't get anything going. And don't get me wrong, he was also playing against the Bills, who have arguably the best defense in all football. So well, they were they were number one last year, weren't they? I think they were, one, they were one or two. They were one or two. So, in all fairness, it's not surprising that he had a hard time getting anything going. But you need more than three carries. Three carries is damn near impossible to get anything going on. And Sean McVay coming out and saying that. Akers needs to uh, take advantage of his touches. Well, I mean, if you don't give him any touches, he can't take advantage of it. So, he didn't take advantage of the Super Bowl last year, did he? <laughs> but he, he was literally like six months removed from a torn ACL, and he just went three carries for zero yards. So he's he's doing well to uh, get out of that <laughs> narrative. But what about Bilal Pal? They picked him up in the off season. They gave him. Uh, one carry and a and a catch. Is he the number two RB on that team now? <laughs> Is Acres number three? He should be. I he think once team. Stafford's a hundred percent healthy, it's not going to matter who the fucking running back is on that team. That's true. Honestly, that is it's true. it's yeah. it's not like they can run Acres every game. They can run Henderson, Powell, even though he's yeah whatever i'm not even gonna comment on the guy because uh you know matt stafford will probably run just as much as any running back so it's you know <laughs> no, that's, and, that's probably fair that's probably fair and that's and that's my hot take what what's your guys's opinions on uh the etn and james robertson situation i mean they did what exactly what they had to do it's like you can't just take James Robinson out of your offense after this rookie from two years ago who got hurt. Like James Robinson, back thousand yard seasons. He was that. It's it, it was like them saying that they're going to give Robinson the starting role over Antonio Gibson. Like Gibson was a top ten back last year. Sorry, yeah, and then Gibson, a fourth Gibson round rookie just doesn't come in and take the job like that. It, it just doesn't happen. It can't. I, I, I don't look great, but I know. Great. I know that the the uh, narrative was Travis Etienne was going to replace James Robertson, which I didn't really understand because James Robertson never did anything to deserve to be replaced for. It was. Just, it's like they just don't like him and they want to replace him, and they're looking for a reason to replace him. I mean, I could see Etienne doing all the catching out of the backfield, sure, whatever. But, like, I mean, James Robinson showed us all this weekend. <laughs> Why don't count him out? He, like, Scott, where would you have drafted Robinson at this year? Where did you see him fall at in your leagues? Like, uh, six, seven, eight round is oh, yeah, where he easily. was, right? Yeah, he, he wasn't drafted high. No, I mean, I, th- I think Etienne was drafted higher than Robinson, wasn't he? He was. They're very close, at least, yeah. Yeah, like you say, Jacksonville has a decent little offense right now with, like, Kirk and Jones and uh, Ingram. If I mean, if Ingram can stay healthy, he has been healthy with the Giants for the last fucking five years. But that team's got a fair bit of weapons, and I think they could probably use those two guys on the on the back end. Maybe, like Mark said, Etienne can catch all the passes, and 
and uh, maybe some goal line work. But James Robinson, or, yeah, James Robinson, he's not going anywhere after this week. I assume he's still going to get the majority of the carries next week. It never hurts to have two running backs either, man. Like the league's too hard on running backs to. If you have two viable options, why wouldn't you get touches for both of them? It makes no yeah. sense to just be like Etienne takes over and Robinson rides the pond. I agree. Being foolish. Yeah, I mean, it's this kind of moves into the whole Brees Hall thing. Like, I know on the fantasy side, everyone hot and horny for this guy. You know, I, I'm He's still on the Jets. I'm still a fucking hater. Uh, and I love to see Michael Carter. Yeah, he got twice as many rushes than than uh, Brees did, but I am so happy to see that Brees Hall fucked everyone's first-year player drafts in any sort of dynasty football because it'd be bust, bust. Salah does not know how to use running back, save his fucking life. Well, I mean, that game they used uh, Hall and Carter mostly in the receiving game. I think they had 13 catches between the two of them, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. Joe Flacco's a good a good quarterback when it comes to hitting targets. So, I don't know. Joe maybe... Flacco played all right. Oh yeah, he definitely he did. did. Yeah, yeah. The Ravens were just the far superior team. Oh yeah, they couldn't score. But Joe Flacco actually looked like he was like you know twenty eight. I'll say again, <laughs> instead of the fifty that he actually is. <laughs> Joe Flacco should never be throwing the ball fifty nine times in a game. No, he he definitely shouldn't be. Not that many times, but there's very few quarterbacks that should be throwing the ball fifty nine times. Well, none, none, none. <laughs> well, especially when you have two good young, two good young uh, running backs there. Like the Jets are not a good enough team to throw it. It, it wouldn't matter if it was no. Zach Wilson there. He shouldn't yeah. be throwing it fifty nine times. No, oh my God, no. Now, what about uh, what about these Giants? Everybody has counted Barkley out, I think, as a top running back for the last three years since he entered the season. Finally, <laughs> the first game, the Giants somehow pull out the win against the Titans, and he throw, or he goes for almost 200 yards receiving and rushing. I, I uh, think I think Barkley's legit. I do. I think he's legit if he can stay healthy and they he just, can use yeah, him the exactly. right way. Exactly. Just needs to stay healthy, stay on the field a little bit longer. And the Giants aren't great, but I think he's – Still going to be great, like producing wise. Just the Giants might not, they beat the Titans, but they might not win that many games this year. But I think Saquon can definitely do great. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, 100%. I think Brian Dable is the savior for Barkley. Yes. 100%. I love, I love Dable. I love him. Yeah. Well, right now I can guarantee you, Barkley fucking is in love with that fucking guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he basically rebuilt the offense around Barkley's strengths. Yep. So, he yeah, why, why, why wouldn't the... you? What else do you have on the Giants team? Tony's pretty good. Like, Yeah, and Shepard's not terrible either if he's recovered from what he had, the uh, ACL, I think. Yeah, it was an ACL. Um, so, is is the NFC East superior to the NFC West now? Mm, I'm not ready to go that far. No, the Rams are still there. I mean, there's three. There's three teams in the NFC East that are one and zero. There's three teams <laughs> in the West that are. And, and the Cleveland Seahawks Browns are one and zero too. But so we jump on that bandwagon right now. And the Seahawks are the only team in that division with a win. Yeah. yeah. Well, after they realize 
in week three that the Trey Lance experiment <laughs> isn't going to work. Will it take that long? Jimmy's back in. <laughs> Will it take I've, that long, you think? I think Shanahan has to give it to week three. Trey Lance looks terrible. I'm pretty sure I could play quarterback better than he could. He he, he was awful, man. Debo was targeted eight times, and they kept it on two. And, like, yeah. it wasn't that he wasn't open sometimes. It was just that Lance couldn't throw the ball within five yards of him, for fuck's sake. It was terrible. He looked brutal. I'm not the, weather might have, the weather might have fucked him somehow or a little bit, but, I mean, I don't know. My bold take is that the Commanders win that fucking division. Uh, I was actually going to say, with the new look – Commanders with Wentz, who looked phenomenal. Wentz did I know it was only Jacksonville, but he, he looked pretty good with Barkley looking like he's kind of back to form. I mean, it's only one game. I, I kind of want to see it for a couple of games before I declare that he's fully back to where he was. And the Eagles look pretty good, too. Yeah, I know they definitely, their defense definitely needs to figure some shit out because Detroit should not have put 35 up on them. But uh, And they just lost Barnett, too, didn't they? Yeah, but that's probably a good thing. Because Barnett's terrible. Fuck, I don't like him. <laughs> they should, I, I'd like to see them move Fletcher Cox over to the defensive end position and play Jordan Davis a little bit more. Um, you can probably put Davis at DN, man. He's fucking freakishly athletic. Now he, he was dynamite in the middle stuff in the run. Um, but Fletcher Cox definitely looks like he lost a step stuff in the run. Well, he's also... He's getting pretty old now at this point. Yeah, exactly. For that for that <clears throat> position, for sure. Yeah, I I, yeah. I think Washington. No, they they have they they look good this year. Washington definitely has a chance, especially if uh, like I say, if Wentz can continue. I know it's, again, it's only one game, but he didn't play that as bad as what people want to believe that he played in Indy last year. But I mean, Dawson played great. Looked great, McLaurin. yeah. McCoy, I mean, McLaurin still there. He's a pretty good fucking receiver. And they're also saying Robinson could be back by week five, so that yes. gives them a, that dual threat out of the backfield. I mean, and, yeah, and both those backs did, great receiving backs. Gibson played fucking great yesterday or the other night too. Seven receptions for seventy-two yards. Yeah. Fifty-eight. Oh yeah, man, he was good. He was good. Yeah, he, he had was. a good game too. And another thing, uh, this Atlanta, New Orleans game. Actually, there's a couple of bright spots that came out of this. Jameis Winston looked great. Uh, Thomas looks like he's at least not completely broken like he has been in the last uh, <laughs> couple of years. And I think the biggest surprise is Mariota. I mean, he was throwing the ball. He made Drake London look uh, good. Corderell Patterson. I mean, had an unreal game. And Mariota had like 80 yards on the ground. London looks for sure. Do you want to know what my favorite part of that game was? The Saints usage of Taysom Hill. Yeah, uh, he, I know he did uh, <laughs> did uh, run for probably what was it like sixty yards? Oh remember. yeah, like it, it, I, I think in one of the leagues where I have him, he had like fifteen fantasy points or whatever. Um, but yeah, like Taysom Hill looked fantastic. Like it was it was so refreshing to see something new in the NFL and not just. You know, running up the gut, running up the gut. They just give it to their <laughs> tight end QB running back wide receiver yeah. that yeah. they signed to way too much money. And, uh, yeah, just let them do it. it. Way too much money. I don't even think he threw a pass this game. I think it was all Winston. But I know he did rush for quite a few yards. But they got a bit of a – they got a weird fucking team. But it, it it's fun to watch. I'd love to see Sean Payton coaching that team. <laughs> 
I still don't think it would matter. I still don't think they're good enough to do anything, but they're they're better than they were last year. Well, their defense is pretty good. Yeah, their defense is great. (laughs) I mean, you got to remember that offense did look good, but they're playing the Falcons, and the Falcons' defense is fucking awful. And they held them to 13 points in the first three quarters, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing that's going to hurt them is the division they're in. I mean, they're never going to get above Tampa, I can't imagine. And I don't think the record's going to be good enough to get them in a wild-card spot. But Exciting to watch. I, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so with only a few minutes left, moving into Survivor Pool Week 2. Are there some oh, safe bets boy. for the listeners? Are we trusting the Broncos against the Texans? I know I fucking wouldn't. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing for fucking free is that the Bengals, the Titans, what's the other big one? Denver. That right there goes to show you that there's not going to be any easy fucking picks in week two. But if I scroll ahead and look at week two, there's not a lot that I like. I mean, the box Bill, over the Bill's. Saints. Yeah, the Bills, Bills over the Titans is one of the ones that stands up to me right now. Yeah, that's that's the Bills over one. anyone though. The Bengals maybe over the Cowboys now that Dak's yeah, not there. I would not, I would not touch that game even though it's a no Let's, Dak Prescott. But I would still be so scared after last. I week. mean, after everyone's bracket got busted basically last week. I mean, you got to go into this week like with a pit in your stomach. Like. Oh, a hundred percent. I honestly, I will be probably playing it safe, and I'm going to go with. I would want to do the Rams for both picks. Exactly. Yeah, I hate, That's I hate wasting them. One. But also, if they fucking lose, then I'm out. So it's, I don't know. This I is definitely, be I definitely couldn't week. slam them both in the same team. That would scare me because the Falcons are one of those. Fucking annoying teams that would find a way to win that game after losing last week being up. They'd come from behind and win that one just to piss everybody off. So that one's kind of scary. I don't really know. Yeah. There's not a lot of safe bets for sure. Like Browns should be able to get by the Jets. They should but be able to. You're also but it's, just, on but it's a scary pick. 100%. Yeah. But Brissett did nothing last week as long as Chubb's healthy and Hunt's healthy. <laughs> Hopefully they're all right. Yeah. Commanders might be an all right pick, but again, that's. The Lions just scored thirty-five on the Eagles, so I think the only I think the only for sure pick next week is that the Chargers and Chiefs are going to score a billion fucking points. Yeah, that's all I can tell. You. That, should, that should be a great take the over, game. take the over. <laughs> yeah, over over the passing touchdowns, whatever you can take that's over, take it. Yeah, <laughs> Patty Mahomes to throw twelve touchdowns in one game, it's paying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chargers defense looked great last week, though. But yeah, this Chiefs offense is a little different than the Raiders offense they played. Yeah, Yeah. and I I think it helped too. I know Cleo Mack had a really good game, but that was I think his first game back in uh, uh, Oakland, was it not? Or Vegas? I guess they call it now. (laughs) Against the Raiders, against Against the Raiders would have been his first game. Yeah, it was a hype game. Yeah, that was a pretty big game for him. I know he had three sacks and a bunch of tackles, so. That was a good game for Mac, but uh, I don't expect to see that every week. No, no. Jesus, no. Not at all. Now, I want to change gears a little bit, throw it out there. It's a different sport, but we know we have a lot of hockey followers and a lot of hockey listeners. They may not like our advice, but they deal with it. Degenerate Fantasy Sports will have a NHL pick-em pool. It will run from the first of the season 
for roughly 25, 26 weeks on runyourpool.com, same spot where we offer the survivor pool. Uh, just pay attention to the Facebook page for more info and when it's all going to be set up. Uh, yeah, we'll have weekly prizes, year-end grand prize. Uh, yeah, well, let's try and make this thing huge, just like the survivor pool. Just like the survivor pool. Yep, it'll be lots yeah. of fun, and hopefully everybody will be able to win their money back, hopefully by winning just one week, and then have a chance at uh, the total at the end. I know there's some boys that could use some new golf clubs, so it's worth a chance. And with I it mean, being every week, at least you get the chance to play every week rather than being out in the first <laughs> week, possibly. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly <laughs> what that feels like. I've never been out week one in the survivor pool, but now I can say I'm no longer a uh, week one virgin. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a title <laughs> that's all the time we have for today listen in uh watch the facebook page for the uh pick'em info and uh yeah stay fucking degenerate